Shawty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up all with y'all. But Shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. Yeah, this slow mulatto. Alright, I'm gonna try a new thing for the webcast here, and there's gonna be a lot of new things coming for the webcast, so stay weary of that. Um, we might be a little bit slower this upcoming week, just on posting because of the holidays and everything. But I, let me tell you, there are big things in the work. I know I keep promising that, and we don't necessarily, um, it hasn't happened yet, but trust me, the big things are coming. But I'm. I'm going to try these new things where they're called cold opens, um, Ryan Rosillo-esque. So shout out to the Ryan Rosillo podcast, huge fan, um, big inspiration to me. He opens cold opens. Bill Simmons also opens cold opens. Obviously, I've mentioned both those guys a million times, so shout them out. Um, and I like it. I like it better than my usual openings. So I'm just going to try it and see how it goes. Uh, maybe if I hate it, I'll delete it. But for now, um, let's do a cold open. So. Starting off, I went to the Celtics versus Pacers game last night on Wednesday, December 21st. My beautiful, lovely girlfriend got me those tickets as a Christmas gift. And for those of you who have been listening, they know that I fucking love the Pacers. Um, they're probably my second favorite team to watch behind the Celtics. Um, so it was perfect. It, she randomly got me these tickets months in advance. Um, so when she told me it was the Pacers, I was very excited. So I'm just going to talk about some things I noticed from the game. I think that they'll, it'll end up being five things I noticed, but like I said, cold open. So we're going in bare and raw, I guess, for a better word, for lack of a better word, rather. Starting off, um, number one, Rob Williams is not back yet fully. Um, Rob Williams, before he went out with the injury, was fast enough and mobile enough to keep up with those really fast guards. Watching him in person I noticed that he got beat off the dribble a ton and the Celtics switching was not what it used to be um with Udoka they need to switch more is I guess one and two so one Rob is not the same two they need to switch more defensively what I noticed was that all the Pacers were doing was they were pulling Tyrese Halliburton out and trying to get him on a switch with Rob Williams and then just attacking him off the dribble and that was really successful. Tyrese Halliburton had 33 points last night. Absolutely insane. Um, it was it was a sloppy game. But yeah, Rob Williams, he's just not quite healthy yet, I think. Obviously, he's still getting worked back in. He's still trying to get his speed back. He looked okay um, offensively. But yeah, that was just what I noticed right away. Number one was that Rob Williams was just getting fully attacked on the switch. And I'm not used to seeing that, so... They, what they need to do is have Grant Williams. There was a couple times I was just in the stands screaming, like, switch with Rob Williams, because Grant would be guarding, like, Jalen Smith, and Rob would be on, t um, on like, Chris Duarte off ball, and they wouldn't switch, and then they would pass it over Duarte, and he'd beat him off the dribble, or, s like, things of that nature. Um, and I just, I don't know why the Celtics aren't switching as much as they did with Udoka. It's a lot of man-to-man, -man, no switch. So, that's number one. Rob, it is not necessarily back yet uh obviously he's still playing but you know he's not 100 percent. number two is the pacers or the celtics need to switch more they're playing a lot of man-to-man -man. number three tyrese halberton 
in the Pacers core. They need to they need to cut the crust of this core and build and consolidate and build around this core because what they have is special. Tyrese Halliburton, thirty three points last night. Andrew Nemhard, an absolute menace. Um, watching him live, just the off ball action, the way he was guarding Tatum, the way he was guarding Brogdon, who had a lot of turnovers, the way he was guarding Pritchard. Nemhard was such a menace last night. Um, I don't know if it kind of jumped out on the screen. But just from being there in person and watching him, he literally deflected and touched the ball more than any. I think anyone on the court. He was so fast. He was so much faster than everyone else. I was. That's what really stood out to me. Is I thought Brogdon would be fast. Nemhard was the fastest guy on the court. Um, and I just think that they have something special with Duarte, Tyrese Halliburton, and Nemhard, and. Um, like oh Ben Math Ben Matherin like he didn't have a great game last night but he literally he was the only like that that comeback started the garden was loud it was going crazy and then Chris Duarte and Tyrese Halliburton hit a couple of threes but Ben Math was not scared he was, I think he ended up jawing with Jalen Brown a little bit I know Nemhard jawed with Jalen Brown as well um, this Pacers core what they have is special and they need to build around it. I, you can get rid of Buddy Heald, you can get rid of um, Miles Turner, you can get rid of whoever. As long as you keep this core and build around it, they are going to be good for a very long time. Tyrese Halliburton is a special player. He's going to be an all-star. He's going to be an all-NBA guy. He is insane. Chris Duarte last night hit some shots that I've – I think he hit like a close to half-court shot last night. The amount of – the threes that he was hitting, it felt at first it felt like he hit everything. And then secondly, he just was so good. He was such a, like, just buzzkill, I guess, for lack of a better word. Like, the garden would start coming back. Everybody would start being excited. And then he would hit this, like, in dagger three and just completely fuck it over. Um, so, yeah, it was a pleasure to see all three of those guys in person. Or all four of those guys, rather. And this Pacers core is going to be good for a very long time. Um, Jalen Smith, a lot better than I thought in person. Um, he had a couple of nice threes. He, he played well. He looked good. He, um, Turner, Miles Turner got into early foul trouble, um, around first quarter and third quarter. And Jalen Smith came in and kind of alleviated that pressure off of him. So it was very, um, impressive watching them in person for sure. Number four, the reason we missed that game was bad shooting and, Make, missing layups. The amount of fucking missed layups we had was outstanding. Like, I was shocked. The, I've never seen um, a professional basketball team miss as many layups as the Celtics did last night. It was ridiculous. Um, that's not normal, and that'll be fixed. So I'm not, like, extremely worried, but it was very frustrating, the amount of literally bunny layups. Like, there's times where you miss a layup, and you're like, all right, well, that was a tough layup. Um this this was more than that. Also, I noticed Brogdon takes his layups with his wrong hand um, on the opposite side. I don't know if he's a righty or lefty, but whatever handedness he is, if that's a word, he takes his layups on the opposite hand. So, for example, if I'm a right-handed player and I go up for a lefty layup, you're supposed to go with your left hand. He would take it with his right hand if he's right-handed, if that makes sense, um, on the left side. I'm not sure if that's going to make sense, but... Just watch some Brogdon highlights. Whatever hand he plays with, I think he's a righty. Um, he shoots on the opposite side with the same hand. And he's missed a lot of layups last night. So that was strange. Um, Jalen Brown and Tatum 
Brown didn't have a good game. Tatum was slow, but erupted in the fourth and actually almost won us the game. If they, I think if they called that foul shooting rather than on the floor, um, he would have obviously cut it to a one-point game, hitting the layup, or hitting the free throw, rather, and I think that they could have done something special there to win it. Um, so Tatum looked good. There was MVP chance in the garden, which was really cool. I don't know if I've been there. I think I was there for an MVP chant for Tatum one time, but I haven't been to a game in a while, so I don't remember. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. My final um, piece from all this, though, my final just note, number five to round it out, is that do not be afraid, Celtics fans. Like, it's going to get better. This is – they they're what we're seeing here is the ebb and flows of an NBA season, right? Like, the Celtics started too hot, okay? They, what we saw in the beginning was not sustainable and was not what they are. It's what they are at their peak, but it's not how they were going to play all season. And what we see now is not as bad as they actually are. Um, this team, the, the fact of the matter is last night they could not shoot the ball and they could not make layups. Um, and they couldn't really offensively rebound. But we were missing a guy, Marcus Smart, who helps with a lot of that stuff. Um we didn't have like a great facilitator. Marcus Smart in that game would have been a game changer, I think. Um, it was just a little clunky. I think Brogdon was a little overexcited to play the Pacers again, and he just seemed a little clunky. Also, you have to think like those guys all played with him. I always notice this when teams play against each other, like in their home return. I find that like the player that's returning doesn't play that much better because the other team plays with them all the time, and they're not afraid of them. Like Donovan Mitchell goes back to Utah. That's actually a bad example because they don't, they haven't been together for a while. But like Brogdon, for example, those guys you could see just weren't afraid of him, and you could see that they knew what he was gonna do. At least I could, like, just in person, you could see that they knew what they were gonna do. Um, so yeah, that I think to me that's why Brogdon was kind of not great that game. I mean, he had like 19 points, but he turned over the ball a lot, or at least led to like secondary turnovers, which I'm making that term up but I but what I mean by that is like it's like a you know like a hockey assist it was like he made a bad pass that went off of someone's hand so the person whose hand it went off was accounted for the turnover but it, sh it was really Brogdon's fault um he had a lot of those but I think smart you plug him in there better facilitator the garden was electric he would have been perfect for that he would have hit some threes made some layups and gotten some offensive rebounds when we needed it um I'm not afraid I'm not scared for us we're gonna re we're gonna regress back to we're gonna have a positive regression back to the mean. Right now we're below the mean. At the start of the season we we're above the mean. I don't know what our average is, but in terms of like what our team what our team actually is, because like I said in the in the beginning we played better than what we were. We played worse than what we were last night. Um, it's gonna be fine though. So do not freak out. Um, all this is gonna fix itself. The shooting is how bad we were shooting is just not sustainable. We're going to get that back on par. Um, the missed layups, that's going to be fixed. It has to be. Um, and then Rob's going to get back. He's only going to get better defensively. He, You have to realize he was out for so much time. They're working him back in. Um, Celtics Twitter is so fucking cancerous. They try to trade everyone. They're trying to trade Jalen Brown for a bag of chips. And it's like, you guys need to fucking relax. I hope that no Celtics players go on Twitter because our fan base on Twitter specifically is terrible. The fan base in person like they're so proud and prideful and we have one of the most passionate fan bases and um i love our fans 
but just on Twitter, it's so fucking the takes I see are just fucking dog shit. It's so embarrassing. Um, and if Tatum and Brown leave, I wouldn't blame them because these Twitter takes are just horrific. Um, and yeah, there's just a bunch of people that say the stupidest shit on Twitter. Obviously, it's just because it's Twitter and that's a cesspool. Um, and I vag on it all the time, but then here I am sitting on it and reading everything bad. So obviously that's a part on partly on me as well. But um, yeah. Oh, and then one final little bonus six man thing. Brian, Brian Scalabrini is the fucking man. I watched him. Um, so me being, I went into dad mode when I was at the game. Um, I was all focused on getting in efficiently, making sure we got to our seats, found our seats, whatever. It ended up being we got there early and we got we were, had our butts in our seat at 68 minutes before tip off. So obviously a little early, jumped the gun. But what I noticed was Brian Scalabrini walks behind the Celtics um, goal and sits there. And people, there was a line all the way up the bleachers. And basically it was probably over 200 people for an hour came one by one to go uh, shake Scal's hand and take a picture with him. So for no joke, an hour and a half, two hours. Well, I wasn't there for two hours, but like an hour and a hour, I guess the hour that I was there, I watched kids and parents, whoever single file go down, take a picture with Scal. And if they didn't shake his hand, like if they went right into the picture, he would like shake his, put his hand on their hand and like shake their hand. So he shook everyone's hand. He took a picture with everyone. He turned to go to like run back because he had to go film like they had to go put him on the screen for the pregame talk with Mike Gorman and someone like ran, runs down is like hey Scal can we grab a picture he turns around goes grabs a picture a little baby walks up takes the baby grabs a picture with them um, he walked all the way to the front row took a bunch of pictures with people and he's like running around the court took a picture with everybody and I just want to shout that out because Scal's the fucking man that was really really cool to see I don't know a lot of guys that are famous or a lot of anyone that's famous uh, would do that so shout out to Scalabrini because that was really cool. It did not go unnoticed. I watched that, and he definitely made a lot of fans' days. I was going to try and take a picture or, like, a video of it and post it on, like, social media because I really wanted people to see how cool he was. And then um, he was just so far away. All you could see was his big red hair, but it didn't really do it justice. So, yeah, shout out to Scalabrini. Um, dream interviewee. I would love to have him on the Lovecast. So, I think he's probably much too big right now for us, but maybe someday it'll happen. But yeah, those are my tales from being in person um, and watching that. Honestly, horrific game to start, but I to finish, um, it, Celtics made it close. That's all you can really ask for. I had a great time. Thank you, my beautiful girlfriend, for giving me these tickets. I got to see a Celtics uh, comeback of like 30 points. I got to see a Tatum 40 ball and a Tyrese Halliburton 30 ball. Um, some amazing shots. I saw it. Oh my God. Tatum Neesmith. Um, I don't know if it was picking it up, but Neesmith was getting a little chippy. Uh, he said he had some words with Brown. He was getting a little, uh, fired up and Tatum put him back, sat him back down and was like, Hey man, you, you're, you don't, you don't belong here with that fucking facial. Oh my God. Was that insane? I, I, I was just shocked. There was a bunch of cool dunks, but that Tatum, just facial on Aaron Neesmith was ridiculous. So, yeah, overall, uh, lots of memories, fucking awesome game. And, yeah, that is my cold open.
probably going to be the episode for today, but stay tuned. There's big things coming. I've been saying that a lot, but everyone's getting their shit together now. Um, I moved, so there was that. I'm in one spot now. So, yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening, and I will be back next week with another Lubcast episode, maybe a bonus episode, who knows. But nonetheless, stay stay here. Thank you all for listening, and we will be back Shut very soon. With y'all. Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. Nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'ma keep it above with y'all. Oh, shorty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I want to try. She looking too good, can't let it go by, oh yeah. Think I won the lotto. This low mulatto. She could be a model. She want to show me some. Think I won the lotto. This low mulatto. She could be a model.